I'm Virginia Allen. I'm John Pop. And this is the Daily Signal Top News for Monday, March 6th. Here are today's headlines. A violent protest at a future Atlanta police training site led to 35 people being detained Sunday night. Now, 23 people have been charged with domestic terrorism. The attack took place at a construction site just outside Atlanta. The site is the future home of a police and firefighter training center that has been dubbed Cop City. On Sunday night, a group of protesters are reported to have left a music festival and traveled to the site of the Atlanta Public Safety Training Center. Protesters wore black masks and reportedly threw Molotov cocktails, fireworks, bricks, and rocks at police officers. Protesters also set construction equipment on fire. Fortunately, no officers were injured. Atlanta Police Chief Darren Sheerbaum addressed the attack during a press conference Sunday night per 11 Alive News. Actions such as this will not be tolerated. When you attack law enforcement officers, when you damage equipment, you are breaking the law. And this was a very violent attack that occurred this evening, very violent attack. This wasn't about a public safety training center. This was about anarchy, and this was about the attempt to destabilize. This is not the first time there has been conflict at Cop City. An environmental protester shot a police officer in the abdomen in January before the protester was shot and killed by police. The incident sparked protest in Atlanta that led Georgia Governor Brian Kemp to declare a state of emergency. Florida's 60-day legislative session begins Tuesday, and state lawmakers are expected to prioritize Governor Ron DeSantis' agenda. Florida Republican Senate President Kathleen Pasadomo said last month that the state Senate will get DeSantis' agenda across the finish line. On the agenda for the legislative session are bills that would require companies to confirm employees' immigration status. Lawmakers are also likely going to consider legislation that would limit lawsuits against businesses and legislation dealing with gun ownership. Florida lawmakers may also consider more laws protecting the unborn. The push for policies DeSantis supports comes after the governor won his re-election by a landslide in November. The Florida governor is, of course, expected to run for president in 2024. News outlets from the Tampa Bay Times to New York Times say the passage of DeSantis-backed legislation in Florida will likely be used to launch DeSantis into his campaign for president. Russian and Ukrainian soldiers are involved in tense fighting over the Ukraine city of Bakhmut. Last week, there were reports that Ukraine forces might withdraw from the city, but that hasn't happened. And now Russian officials are asking for more ammunition from Moscow to take the city. According to The Hill, the leaders of Russia's Wagner private army warned that the Russian front line could collapse if they retreat from Bakhmut. Here with us to explain more is Heritage Foundation Senior Research Fellow in International Affairs and National Security, Victoria Coates. Victoria, thanks for being with us today. Thank you, Virginia. Victoria, how are things looking in Bakhmut for Ukraine? Are, are the Ukrainians going to be able to prevent Russia from taking the city? Well, it's, it's a really interesting moment in the war, because for the Russians to be so focused on Bakhmut shows you how downward adjusted their expectations have been by, you know, a year of really dramatic uh, fighting back on the part of the Ukrainians. 
And certainly, Prigozhin, who's the head of Wagner, who said it is the private sort of army that the Russians used to try to evade responsibility for, for all their atrocious acts, uh, is particularly attractive to Bakut. Uh, but at the same time, if the Russians actually take the city, Putin will be able to, to claim that there is for us on the war front. And Victoria, why is this city so strategic? Well, it's, it's one of the cities on the eastern edge of Ukraine, so it's the territories that the Russians have been trying to annex and claim the way they claimed Crimea. This fighting has been going on in this region for going on eight years now, uh, you know, sort of back and forth between the Ukrainians and the Russians. So it would be a big PR boost for them, but a far cry from what they were trying for a year ago. Great, Victoria. We really appreciate your time today. We're going to continue to follow this as the fighting continues and things to continue to unfold in the city of Bakhmut. Thank you, Virginia. The Turkish city of Antakya is in ruins following the earthquake last month. The city of Antakya was formerly known as Antioch, and it survived wars and plagues for 2,400 years. Today, surviving citizens are living in tents, surrounded by broken cement and rubble. Destroyed buildings include a mosque and Greek Orthodox church that were built in the 1700s. Remember, the city was initially hit by earthquakes of 7.8 and 7.5 magnitudes. Another quake hit the city at a magnitude of 6.4. It is likely that more than half of the city's buildings have been destroyed. Normal life in the city has ceased as there is no electricity and no running water. Joseph Nassau is 69 and has lived in Antakya all his life, he told the Wall Street Journal, Antakya left me and I will never go back, adding the holy place cannot be rebuilt. On Saturday, the Conservative Political Action Conference held just outside Washington, D.C., concluded with a speech from former President Donald Trump. During his speech, Trump told the crowd, we are going to complete the mission. We are going to see this battle through to ultimate victory. We are going to make America great again. You may have caught some of the Daily Signal's coverage from CPAC already, but if not, be sure to check out our conversations with former Democrat presidential candidate Tulsi Gabbard, swimmer Riley Gaines, Representative Dan Bishop, Senator Tim Scott, and many others on the Daily Signal website at dailysignal.com or right here in this podcast feed. But with that, that's going to be it for today's episode. Thanks so much for joining us here on Top News. And Virginia, great work with all the other folks from the Daily Signal at CPAC. Now, if you haven't gotten a chance, be sure to check out our morning show right here in this podcast feed. We interview lawmakers, experts, and leading conservative voices. Join us tomorrow morning for the Daily Signal interview edition. Our colleague Tyler O'Neill is going to be sitting down with Ian Pryor and Roma Duravi to discuss woke agenda being pushed forward by the radical left. Also, make sure you subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you get your podcasts and help us reach more listeners by leaving a five-star rating and a review. We love and read all your feedback. Thanks again for listening and joining us today. We hope that you all have a great night, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow morning. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.